It's unassisted. Oh, unbelievable. With Jenny Kavnar. Welcome back to Unassisted today. Looking forward to our next guest. Has a book coming out on February 28th written with Joe Kelly. A damn near perfect game. Reclaiming America's Pastime. That, of course, is the one and only Rob Bradford of WEEI. Rob, how are you today? Always a highlight talking with you. I appreciate everything. Oh, and, that's uh, so it, kind. It, Check yeah, is in the it's mail. True, though. It's, it's absolutely true. So we have great conversations. And, and uh, so I, I appreciate it. And, and as, as I look at my plane ticket for next week to Florida, it's actually feeling like, okay, you know what? People are going to enjoy those useless videos of watching people throw a baseball back and forth at green grass. That's what they love. And that's all right. It's a great game of baseball, right? We always have a joke. We're like, the snap of the glove, the crack of the bat, (laughs) the smell of green grass. It's like, Uh, we run the package. I don't know if if it still exists, but my favorite was the bad spring training photos from from beat writers and and things like that, that Twitter account. Totally. Um, (laughs) <laughs> it was like I think that was kind of like around the the frontier time of Twitter, right? Like if you look back in the mid two thousands when Twitter was starting to come, people didn't really know how to use it, and then they're like, "Oh, I guess I have a camera on my phone," and they just take like a horrible picture of like all the bad scenery, and then they're like, "Here's you know so and so hitting," and you're like, "You can't what? It's like an ant. Like, what are you talking and my about?" Other fa- my other my other favorite thing is like the reporters who say. Uh, the ball's really coming out of his hand, like, so differently this year. Oh, like, what, my gosh. What are you like, talking about? We're just making stuff up. We're just making know, stuff up. But I, I am I'm looking forward to getting to spring training, too. It's always the start of a new year for uh, us in the baseball world, and uh, it'll be really nice. I, I, I'm on my way to Arizona on Monday, so I'll wave to you in the Grapefruit League and uh, right. see how things are going over there. Tell me about the book. How did it come about? I think it's really cool that uh, you got the chance to write it uh, with Joe Kelly. Yeah, it's, it was a really fun. I've done two other books. I, the last one I did was Mike with Mike Lowell, and obviously Mike's awesome. Um, but you know, I I knew Joe. I covered Joe, and he obviously won two World Series, and I knew he had this great personality. And so we were just talking about doing a book, um, but we wanted to do something sort of creative. And, and the conversation about baseball being good and entertaining, and all of that, and everybody has a baseball story, so part of the book is Joe interviewing like Rob Lowe and Mark Hoppus of Blink-182 and and everyone has a baseball story. And we knew that and Joe knew a lot of people. So that was sort of part of it. And then we knew that also the conversation about how great baseball is and, and how it can form your, your life in so many different ways. I think Joe was the perfect guy to deliver that. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, I, I remember the instance, and this is in the book, where you know Roger Clemens said, I'm really looking forward to Joe Kelly pitching, seeing Joe Kelly pitch, and I run down and say, Hey, you know Joe, Roger Clemens wants to see you pitch. He's like, I don't care. Like I didn't watch Roger Clemens. I was skateboarding, you know, and, so and when I was a kid, and 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 so he quit baseball because you know because of the pressures of AU and all that. He wanted to be a skateboarder. Bo Bichette, who's in the book, he talks about quitting baseball because he was burnt out. He wanted to be a tennis player. But then they come back to it, and they see all the greatness of it. And um, so anyway, we, we started the process last year. He did the op-ed for the L.A. Times in, in March when everyone was so down on baseball with a lockout. And then, uh, and then I thought it was a great message. And then we sort of just turned it into the book, and it continues to be a good message. 
Okay, well, let me ask you this as uh, we're talking with Rob Bradford of WEEI, who wrote this book with Joe Kelly. Uh, it's titled A Damn Near Perfect Game, Reclaiming America's Pastime. When did you fall in love with baseball, Rob? What, what's that memory that you have and why you love the game so much? Thank you for asking. That's the first time anyone's asked me that because I've asked like 50 million people that, whether it's on the <laughs> podcast or for the book. But, but um, you know, I think that, you know, I think it's just every parent is different. And my, my dad really, you know, uh, my town, Essex, Massachusetts, and everyone played baseball, got involved in Little League. And then I just, I was the kid who, you know, I don't want to date myself too much, but you, you're running to look at the box scores in the newspaper and, and, and all of it. You just soak it once you got into it. And for me, the, my team, the first team that I really remember running home from school is the 78 Red Sox the playoff game against the Yankees. I mean, I was like, all you can think about that day is that game. And I was in third grade. And so, I mean, I think that's sort of my first memories of it. And, but talking to everyone, you know, in, in Joe interviewing, whether it's again, John Hamm or Rob Lowe or whoever it is, or Andy Cohen or Bravo, you know, they, it was remarkably, they all have different stories, but they all have a very similar take on the initial remembrance stuff. And that is walking into the stadium and seeing the greenness of it, like the green is never greener and the white is never whiter. And I remember that. I remember walking in the Fenway and like, I can't believe how green everything is. And, and I, I thought that was just me, but then going through this book and hearing all these people say the same thing. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not alone in this. I think it's the smell of beer that got you too at that moment in time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah. Well, yeah. We had an actor on Nate Cordry on the podcast and he, his remembrance of it was exactly that, the smell of stale beer as a youngster. (laughs) Yeah. True. It is so true in some of those stadiums. Uh, We know that Joe Kelly was at Super Bowl radio row promoting the book. How did he do? What was the reaction? (laughs) It was awesome. It was, uh, you don't really know how I wasn't there. I sent my guy Coop out along with him. Um, but, uh, you don't really know how that's going to go. I've been a radio row and we set a few things up, but still, you know, but I think that, and you also don't know how, how, how Joe is going to understand like, okay, this is, you're just sitting down and talking, but this is a great thing about Joe. I think he did whatever X amount of interviews, all of them were different. Like all of them were different. And in and, and the market, he could talk about any market specifically Pittsburgh or Dallas or whatever it was. And, and that was great. And he's walking around with his baseballs and boring t-shirts. So that didn't hurt either. Um, and he's just a good personality. I mean, that's what it comes down to. The one constant. And when I listened to these interviews he did yesterday that he always brought up and you don't really know until the book comes out and sort of what hits a guy but for him, I think he said his favorite chapter was he did like a 45-minute sit-down with Rob Manfred. And I don't know of any other player that has done that. And as he said, he had all kinds of issues with Manfred before. And he has come away now respecting Manfred, liking Manfred a lot more. And that evolution is all there in that one chapter and did that one conversation. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing sometimes uh, perception you can have of someone and the bigger picture versus you get to have those moments. And uh, I, I can't wait to read that part because I didn't think that there was uh, a lot of love between <laughs> between Joe <laughs> Kelly and, <laughs> and Rob Manford before. So, well, well there, was, there, there wasn't. There wasn't. But, you know, I think that that was the whole point is that, you know, let's, sit, let's not just sit back and say, oh, this is what's wrong with baseball and this and that. Let's get to the heart of it. And 
And to Rob Manfred's credit, you know, he he sat down with him, and and it was it was funny because I said Joe in these interviews, I said Joe, man, you're a good interview. Like you're a good interview. You know why? Because you say no bleep after every second sentence, and it just becomes <laughs> conversational. <laughs> and Manfred was no different. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you can uh, do that without getting bleeped out, too. That's what SiriusXM is for. We'll have to have Joe Kelly on for that. Uh, Rob Bradford is our guest here. WEI, of course, also has a daily podcast called Baseball Isn't Boring and now co-author with Joe Kelly of the book A Damn Near Perfect Game, Reclaiming America's Pastime. I was very curious because I think my image, whenever you hear Joe Kelly, um, when you work in baseball, you kind of just have like very specific moments locked in time of like when you hear that name, what image comes into your head. And of course, for me, that's the pouty face of Joe Kelly, mm. the, the you're a baby pouty face. And it's so funny because I just went to look up the cover of the book. And what did you guys put on there? <laughs> but the the sad lip of Joe Kelly sticking out. And I think that's perfect. Like, it's perfect for what the book title is all about and uh, his personality and all of those things. Um, what have you enjoyed most? Uh, you kind of just said it about the realness of Joe Kelly, but what have you enjoyed most about getting to know him um, as not just a talent of, of a baseball player and pitcher, but also as a person? Well, yeah. And first of all, like you, not only the, the cover of the book, but the first chapter is basically called the power of the pout. And it, it immediately gets into the thing with Correa and, and the thing is, like, in like, with that, it's not only gives you sort of behind the scenes of what he was thinking, whatever what went into it, but also he relates it to. He said, "I looked over and I saw the spoiled AU kid across the way, and that's what's flashing through my mind. That's what I would do as a ten-year-old. That's what I would do in that instance, and that's why he did it. And I think there are so many instances, you know, we go through in, in baseball and even in Major League Baseball where you have." Okay, that relates to life. Like how you like, like say to your kids, like I'm going to give you. You feel bad? Oh, he has a little pouty face. But to go back to your question, I you know I said this to Joe that I gravitate like in baseball. Everyone's different and everyone's flawed, but I gravitate to genuine people. And Joe's a genuine person. Joe is like who is is who he is. He really doesn't give a crap a lot of times, which I also like um, in a good way. I mean, he never throws his teammates under the bus. Uh, He's a good teammate. He's entertaining. He is what he is, and he's not worried about his brand. He's not worried about, you know, oh, this is going to get on meme or whatever it is. It just happens because that's who he is. And ultimately, I think, Jenny, you and I are the same way. Like, we just, you know, we have to have fun covering this and living this world of baseball, right? We can't forget about this. And I think Joe never forgets that. Yeah, no doubt. I don't think uh, Boston Red Sox fans are going to forget where they finished last year in the American League East, by the way. Uh, That was last, (laughs) last place, dead last, 78 and 84. How do you go from worst to first, or how do you get up there? Did they make enough moves? What are the realistic expectations (laughs) going on in Boston right now? Good segue, huh? I'll say this. Uh, (laughs) At least, least, at least, at least, uh, you didn't have the owner come out and said, hey, I think we can make 500. You know, so it's... um, Uh, Yeah, Uh uh-huh. Yeah, we're going to dive into that coming up. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. sorry. But, I mean, but in in a lot of people's eyes in Boston, that's the perception right now. Um, Expectations are very, very low. Uh, But, you know, that doesn't mean that people aren't angry. And and people are angry because they finished last, as you point out. And they have to, and they have to, and this is, this is Heim Bloom's year, man. Like, this is it. Like, you, okay, you want to do it this way? We can make the case. You have you you've spent this year in 2023. They have six guys 
who they've added $70 million to. They'll be making $70 million. So that's not like you didn't spend. But did you spend on the right thing? Do you have the foundation guys? I talked to Ben Sherrington the other day for the podcast, and I said, remember in 2013, you got Victorino and Ross and Gomes and Dempster and all these guys, but you also had Ortiz and Ellsbury and, and Pedroia in the foundation guys. That's what they have to find in order to make this work. And I think that, you know, that's going to be a, that's going to be a tall task. Devers is one of these guys, but after that, you have a lot of guys that you don't know exactly what they're going to give you. So, uh, so to answer your question, yeah, I mean, it could work. It could work. It could work. I will say that. this. I saw it because I know everyone talks gambling. Like I saw the over under win total. I think it's at 74. I would definitely take the over. Like, I, I think they'll be okay. The problem is, is that I just think that so many other teams that they're going against have gotten better in, in very, very impactful ways. Yeah, I, I would take the over on that, too. I think, as well, you have to look at the balanced schedule. Things are going to be a little bit different, and that matters in the AL East when you're not facing each of those tough teams 19 times and you're all of a sudden backing down a little bit um, towards the 13-game mark of, of facing them. But I guess I'm going to leave you on this. My big question this entire time has been the shortstop position for the Boston Red Sox, and is Kike Hernandez really going to be your everyday shortstop, or is that the Mondesi ploy that's going in there? Will Trevor Story ever come back and be healthy this year uh, is that kind of the biggest area of question mark uh in terms of what you're talking about did you spend the money in the right areas yeah i mean because this is the reality is that you you fell well short on bogarts and you didn't get one of the other three guys so you know which you know you thought oh well if they don't get bogarts they'll make a hard pitch for the other other guys and they didn't because they think they can piece this together um, Kike certainly believes that he can be an everyday shortstop and he obviously is a great fielder and he's going to get his chance. Um, and, but I do think they have some backup. I think Christian Arroyo is a really underrated player. As you said, Mondesi, you know, he, he has his strengths when he's healthy, no question about it, but this all leads to, can you get through this year to get to Marcelo Meyer? And that's a lot of pressure to put on that kid, but it is what it is. Like Marcelo Meyer, we talk about foundational guys. He's supposed to be that guy. And he, at some point next year, next year, he'll be up as a major leaguer. But this year, they absolutely have to have to figure this out. And, and like you said, I mean, I think it go, falls under a lot of things they did with the roster. Yes, it can work. But at some point, you have to pay for some semblance of certainty. And they don't have a ton of that right now. Oh, good stuff as always. Rob Bradford, thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to get the book, February 28th that comes out. I do have to ask this, though. I'm still on like chapter one of a book I started last year. I keep falling asleep at night trying to read. Um, is this going to be on tape? Can, well, that's can about, I get that's book not very on good. Tape? That's never good when you're falling asleep reading my book. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my lifestyle, okay? It's yeah, working all, late you, and kids, you. you know? But no, is this going to be on tape? And by tape, I mean audio, uh, you know, yeah. not tape. Yeah, and, so tape it, it, and, and I'm right there with you. And, it, you know, I think Joe said this. He's like, ah, people don't, they don't read as many books, but this, like, they do listen to podcasts. And this is like a podcast in the book form. I'm like, that, I don't know what that means, but it sounds really good. And, um, and so to answer your question, I think what he meant was it's very conversational. Yeah. But I think that the audio is going to come out. We do have an audio book coming out. Joe was going to read it. Yeah, that then, was my uh, question. I think, yeah, I think that it's, I think that maybe, maybe he understood how much it takes to read a, an entire book. 
Um, so I think he's Morgan Friedman or James Earl Jones. So <laughs> one of those two. <laughs> Perfect. I'm absolutely in with either of those. Great choices there. Uh, good stuff. Congrats on book number three and uh, look forward to reading it or at least listening to it very, very soon. All right, it, yeah, I, I appreciate all. I appreciate all the support and always, like I said, always a, a real fun time. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. We'll catch you down the road. Thanks so much, Rob. Rob Bradford of WEEI. You can uh, get his book, February 28th, written with Joe Kelly, A Damn Near Perfect Game, Reclaiming America's Pastime. I can't wait to hear these stories. I mean, Joe Kelly, what a great personality in the game. You can also listen to their podcast, Baseball Isn't Boring. That much we know. And when we return back to off-season grades, back to top 10 lists, all of the things, we'll do that on Unassisted next.